Our conversation today, it is identifying essential activities and the power of delegating. As we share our knowledge and experience, we help other innovative thinkers unleash their potential. As a result, our personal growth becomes exponential. Exponential. We are building bridges and changing lives by making space for authentic relationships to build trust. This leads to organic collaboration and real synergy. Welcome to the Bridge Builders Podcast, resourcing innovative thinkers with the tools and opportunities to thrive. Opportunities to thrive. Peter, my man, welcome to another episode of the Bridge Builder Podcast, where yeah. building bridges and changing lives, man. This <laughs> this conversation today, bro, is is good. We, you know, we, we pretty were, much recorded a podcast before we hit record. <laughs> we did. We really did, man. Like our the perspective and the workflow and just getting it done and piecing it together it, it takes what it takes man and, and yeah. i like what we what we got going on yeah so identifying essential activities yeah. and the power of delegating yes. right like we, we're in our network in our businesses in our families and all yeah. of the spaces um you know there are certain critical things that have to happen some essential activities in in my industry construction you know, we call it the critical path on a project. What are the critical things to to move it forward? You have to follow this path and do these things if you're going to ultimately get to where you're going. You know, so those essential activities, and then how do you delegate them or get them done? Right? It is yeah. You know, are you able to do every essential? I mean, every single thing. Yeah. Am I? Is anybody? I mean, I don't know. I've never met anybody that can. And if they can, I don't know anybody that wants to. Like if you're right. if you're an entrepreneur and you have the ability to do every element of a, you know building a successful business, uh, I guarantee you that's not why you got into business. You got into business so you didn't have to work as much. <laughs> so, you could, so you could find other people to do the the hard stuff for you and and you know maximize your time and duplicate yourself and uh, synergize your, you know, your revenue streams and all that. So yeah, I, even if you could, uh, you're crazy if you want to, but. man, you know, I don't even think that really exists when you think of the gamut of, um, what it takes to move anything forward. You know, um, you have to have a leader and I've been on my John Maxwell, you know, 21 laws of leadership kick here in the last few days. So revisiting that and no one person has all of the things that it takes, you know, we talk about it all the time. No man is an island entire of right. itself, right? And so you just not, you know, you, you think about it biblically, you know, Paul talked about you have the the, the body and a lot of different parts and, and, you know, our body has different members and fingers and all the different things that, that make the body up. They don't, none of them do the same thing, but right. it takes all of them to, you know, get the body moving forward. So it's the same thing in our businesses, even in our marriage, man. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. the husband and the wife, they don't have the same inclinations, the same giftings, the same anything. But when you put them together, mm. you know, you have a, a good, healthy family. I was thinking about uh, the Castaway movie. Um, <laughs> I was reading this article about Tom Hanks and and his you know role in in the Castaway movie, and then. There was another article talking about it was Bear Grylls talking about, you know, how practical or how realistic was that movie? You know, did he do all the right things to survive? And it kind of got me thinking about this, too, a little bit that, you know, we 
if you are on an island by yourself or or if you're in your business and you're the only one doing you know you're building everything from the ground up and you've got nobody around you you know they're they're you're not in thriving mode you're in survival mode i mean that whole mm. movie is is this guy on an island trying not to die and if that's where you're at in your business right now i guarantee you you're not, you know, loving life. I mean, I, I feel sorry for you. And actually, if you are there, that thank you for joining this podcast because that's right. exactly why we're here. And so the the thought that I had, and this is kind of what spurred this conversation uh, for this podcast a little bit, was, you know, when when I'm managing an uh, uh, an idea or when I'm birthing an idea and I'm trying to to build it and develop it and grow it and make it into something that's valuable and beneficial and, you know, profitable. Uh, I don't want to just surround myself with a bunch of technicians that can do the key things that I need to get done in order to move, you know, succeed or, or move down, uh, down the road. I actually want to surround myself with other passionate people that are really genuinely passionate about doing the things that I don't like to do, or I'm not good at, uh, because, you know, I, I'm I'm good at vision casting. I'm I'm good at coming up with ideas. I'm good at creating content that that is clear at communicating uh, those ideas. But when it comes to really building um, uh, building teams, like like uh, what's what's the word like uh, motivating teams or galvanizing a team together and and you know rallying people together, like that's really something Chauncey's great at. And, you know, Chauncey is, is a, you know, he's a team player. He's a rally guy. He, he loves to cast vision, but then also tell people, all right, you're, you're really great at this. Let's put you here. You're really great at this. Let's put you here and making, making people t feel like they have genuine ownership of the thing that they're doing. And so if you're just like, you know what, I really need a website. Let me just go find somebody on Fiverr to build me a website. Well, that may be a good place to start. But maybe that person doesn't isn't really going to catch your vision the way that, mm. that you need them to, and maybe you end up actually having to spend a little bit more money on finding a web dev developer, or maybe some more time finding somebody that not only has the technical skill to build your website, but actually is passionately committed to your vision. And their mm. every uh, piece of code that they write is you know in line with your vision. It's not just you know functional. You know, I think so good. form over function like that. That's a lot of times what we see. And in fact, we were just talking about about bullcrap today and <laughs> and how, you know, bullcrap. It's got the same story. Yeah, it's an interesting story. I heard this uh, a few weeks ago. The reason that that term bullcrap kind of came about or the other word BS uh, came about was, uh, I guess, in farming, bullcrap doesn't have the same uh uh, fer fertilizing properties as cow manure does. And so it looks the same. It kind of smells the same. It, you know, it's out in the field there, but if you try to use that as fertilizer, it actually can be toxic to your, uh, to your crop. Uh, it, at the very least, it's not beneficial. It doesn't really have the fertilizing properties that cow manure and has. Why is that? Uh, the main reason is because bull's purpose in life is to reproduce and make more cows so that cows can make milk and babies and, and other animals for food. Eventually they may be slaughtered for food too, but they're not, they're not designed uh, this or they're not, their purpose is different. And so their diet is different. They eat different mm -hmm. stuff. So the stuff that they put in or that they're, they're fed is designed to make them strong and reproductive. 
Whereas a cow's diet is designed to, you know, get them fat and make a lot of milk and make more babies. So the way, so the manure that a cow produces actually produces, you know, fertilizer that has good properties that is actually beneficial for helping crops to grow. And so I think there's a lesson there in what you put in. Mm-hmm. It's, it doesn't mean that, that you know, a, a bull's purpose is different from a cow's purpose. So it makes sense that what they eat is different. Mm-hmm. So what you eat, you know, the information that you consume, the places that you go for coaching, all that, that's going to be really essential to your growth. And it maybe is in line, but it, but it doesn't mean that your end goal or your, what you reproduce or what you put out is going to be the same as somebody else. And so I think this is like, you know, kind of coming full circle, finding what it is that you're most passionate about, what you're most skilled at doing, and then being able to eliminate or or identify the areas where you're not as skilled, where you recognize you have a deficiency, and then go and find those other bulls or other cows out there that have the ability to create uh, or, or, and the passion to create the thing that you need. So when you delegate stuff to them, they're not begrudging you. They're actually yeah. thanking you, man. That's so good. Peter, you said so much. I wanted <laughs> yeah. to I wanted to jump in about four or five times, you know, and, and hadn't even kept all of my thoughts, you know, to know what it is. Um, but man, you're so right. As far as being able to identify and know it, you know, I want to circle back to one of the first points, points that you made in that, um, you know, if you're in a spot where you are the only person, you know, on your yeah. journey or team or business or whatever it is, uh, know that we've all been there. 100%. You know, like we have all been there. And I know that there's just like a measure of encouragement uh, when you know that you're not the only person that has had these struggles, you know. And then a lot of entrepreneurs, all entrepreneurs have had it. Uh, not all have weathered it. You know, and so we want to create space and invite you into a network that will help you weather it because, you know, you started your mission, your, your business, your whatever it is, your, your club or your church uh, with the intent of creating something good, mm-hmm. you know, doing something impactful, something worth doing. And just the hurdles of what it takes to move something forward in that way, mm-hmm. man, without the right team, right, without, uh, right perspective, support. It's, it's almost impossible to do it, you know? Yeah. And so this is so much of what the conversation today is about is having the right people, mm-hmm. being able to identify them. Man, I, uh, in my position, dude, I come across a lot of people, you know? Yeah. Uh, we yeah. talked about a couple of situations yeah. currently dealing with now, you know, with, with trying to find the right fit, mm. you know? And then it is being able to understand what are your, strengths and and gifts. And then you can identify the gaps. Like Peter mentioned, you know, his ability to take things apart, you know, really see what the mission and how to build it so that it can accomplish the thing. And he does it with people and vision and businesses, you know, but that's where his, his superpower lives, you know, and then mine is is not in that, you know, I'm not as uh, technical in that regard uh, because we've had mission and vision for a lot of different things, but until I team up with Peter or the right people, do the things move forward. But that's understanding, mm. uh, you know, where you are. I think Jim Rohn said it. You don't have to do everything. You just get it covered. <laughs> yeah, right? That's, right? That's right. You know yeah. what I mean? You don't have to be good at all the things, but you have to be able to get it covered. You know, and then that, that leans into your honesty about your capacity um, and then to being able to be transparent about it. You know, um, 
because a lot of times we, we have the, the big dreams and goals and we don't come to grips with where we are coming up short. That's right. You know, and it takes, you know, third party accountability, um, perspective, you know, and look at the, the fruit of it. Hey man, I hadn't made any money in three years. You know, at some point it's not all of my customers or all of my, you know, partners or whatever. At some point, you know, there's some adjustment that I need to make. So be, be able to be honest with yourself, but don't, don't beat yourself up because you're not intended to do it all. Then you find the right people, you know, That's right. once you find the right people, then you, you pass it out and you move your mission forward. And, you know, we are a resource, right? This network, our goal is to be a resource in that regard to help you guys get to whatever end destination um, that you're looking for. Well, a lot of people, uh, you brought up a really good point. You need to find the right people. And I think the next natural question that I ask is how do I find the right people? Uh, and cause you just commented on how, you know, you've had vision coming out the ears for a long time. And until you and I really started to chat through some of your vision and mission, and I started to identify, uh, the things that, that you and I are kind of on the same wavelength on, uh, it, that was a real natural kind of progression. It started off with one thing and talking about one idea, and then it kind of turned into another idea. And then before we knew it, we're, we're starting this network, Bridge Builders Network, and we're talking about who we can help. And we're realizing that our audience is a lot bigger than we first realized. And so it actually begins to take on a life of its own. And so our responsibility is really just to steward the idea and to mm. bring our best to the table every day. But all it took, a, it, you know, it's taken a couple of years of not doing the anything really specific. I mean, doing a lot of little things here and there. Mm. We had to we had to try a lot of things out before we got to this like core idea that really made sense, and we actually could could build some form formulas and formats around it in order to make it something that other people could engage with. Um, so how do you find the right people? And, you know, to me, there's like a million different ways you can find the right people. I mentioned Fiverr or, you know, Upwork or places online where yeah. there's freelancers, you know, that can be actually a really, like I found a lot of really great workers and people that, um, you know, like if you need a, 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 a just a something really simple or basic done, Sometimes you don't need that person that really buys into your vision to get it done. Like you said, Jim yeah. Rohn says, just get it covered. There's some yeah. things that just need to get covered. They don't, you don't need to uh, have that core team member to do those things. But when it comes to culture and mission and vision and, and all of that, you have to be surrounded by people, at least in the core positions that understand and communicate your vision better than you can. Right. And actually believe in it more than you do. I mean, there, right. there are days when I wake up and I'm like, ah, what am I doing? Like, I, I've got all these things spinning all these plates and what am I doing? And then I look at my kids and I look at my wife and I look around my house and I'm like, okay, this is why I'm doing it. Like, yeah, there, there's a reason. And I understand I can, I can re-anchor back to, you know, also I know I'm called to serve people and to, uh, you know, to pour into people. So, uh, I get to do that every day that I jump on a zoom call or, uh, or yeah. working on, on projects. So it keeps you I, with the awareness of, of your why, you know, uh, and, and, yeah. and the, the, the people and the team and the, the environment and all that stuff really, uh, supports it, you know? And so that it gives you the fuel to move the, the, 
the mission for it, your work for it, and continue to do it even when it's like, oh man, what what's really going on here? You know, it's easy to throw in the towel, yeah, when things get frustrating, but <laughs> it is, it is, you know. But when you got the support, that yep. kind of accountability, like we yep. talked about last week, yep. is that okay? Here's another thought. You talked about the uh, upwork or the people that do it, mm. as opposed to the people who really get it. You know, and there's a space and a need for mm-hmm. both of them. You just yep. need to know when it is. My wife has uh, some very creative work going on with music and video and things like that. And we met with uh, a creative director yesterday and he was saying the exact same thing. He was talking about uh, the difference between uh, artists and craftsmen. Mm, you know, wow. like the artist is the the people, the person who is, they feel it, they see it, they have the vision, they dream it, and they can take it and take your idea and just bring it to life with the right color and, and put all this stuff on it, you know, where the craftsman is the person who can take and just build you a functional website, but they don't have that extra flair and flavor of, you know, pulling your vision you know, into, uh, you know, visual aspect. But in the same sense, you know, say you want a little small, cheap commercial, you don't need the artist with all the elaborative, right? you know, creative, we're going to bring the helicopter out of the sky and, you know, all that type of stuff. You just need a functional, you know, commercial. And so knowing that there's space for both, uh, just knowing when is the right time to engage. So it's the same thing with you and your project, knowing yeah. there's different types of people that, you know, kind of serve the same deal in a way. But if you can understand which one you need for the moment and engage and allow them to be themselves, yeah. you know, with their um, giftings and skill set, then it allows you to do the same, you know, and thrive in your gifting and skill set. And then now, you know, when we're all running in the superpower, right, in our specific lane, you don't have a hand trying to be a foot, even though there are people who can walk on their hands, you know, it, it wasn't designed for that, you know, and so. The, the thing moves better, like so much better, moves forward, you know, in a better way. I've found too that when you are networking with people that have a similar vision as you, or you surround yourself with people that are vision focused or vision centric, they have, they, they carry that burden with them every minute and they, they believe in it so much. They know if I can just find the right people to help me that, that believe in this more than I do. I know this is going to make a huge impact. Uh, then what you tend to do is surround yourself with other people that are like-minded. This is like, this is one of the reasons why bridge builders exists because we want, we, we have a, a an environment, we have a, a, a network uh, filled with people that we believe can actually support your vision. They, we believe they actually could believe in your vision more than you do. And at the very least, they can connect you or net, network you with people inside their network that they trust, that they know, that they like, that they have experience with. And, uh, and these are our, our mentor partners. These are our business partners. These are you know the people that have said, you know what, I, I, I want to align with Bridge Builders. And so that, that's, this is you know, a softball pitch to joining the network because this mm-hmm. is a great way for you to find those people that, you know, maybe they're not the, 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 you know, the craftsmen, maybe they are the artists. Uh, I want to also just kind of comment on that thought because, um, and I'm going to, I don't know when you're listening to this podcast, it's 2022 mm-hmm. right now for us. And the Super Bowl just happened and there mm-hmm. was a commercial for Coinbase, the crypto, um, 
money management <clears throat> um, company. And the ad was literally just a square block with a QR code bouncing around the screen like the old DVD player. I don't know if you saw that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a nod to, well, of course, the old TVs, but also there's a scene in the office where they're all in a staff meeting and that thing is bouncing around and everybody's waiting for the square to land right perfectly in the corner. (laughs) And so this is the ad. It's a square block with different colors bouncing around the screen with a QR code for like a minute. I don't know how many millions or billions of dollars they spent on this ad. And then at the very end, it goes to a blue screen. Like the whole time you're like, what is this? Of course, you're like, well, I want to scan the QR code to find out. But then you're like, what if it's a scam? You know, you kind of got that protection mechanism going on. So at the very end, they kind of satiate it. It hits the corner. A blue screen comes up, says something about Coinbase and a website and whatever. And I didn't even read everything on the blue screen. All I knew is I'd seen Coinbase ads before. And then it made sense. It, it resonated with me because I've seen that scene in the office. There, this was a, you know, technically speaking, a very, very basic commercial. I mean, not a lot of skill going into creating something like that. In fact, you could probably find somebody to make it for you for 50 bucks on Fiverr. But they were tapping into something deeper. They were tapping into a generation that, that has an association with that, you know, scenario because of the office or because of old TVs. And so they're identifying their, their target audience are, are, you know, baby boomers and, and Gen Xers that have a relationship with that experience in some way. You know, I remember, you know, in school when I was, you know, in elementary school and the te- we'd watch a movie in science class and then the teacher would hit pause on the VHS and then that little th- block would come up on the screen, the mm-hmm. screensaver. I have a visceral memory and, and relationship with that. So they're, they're appealing to me because I'm their target audience and they're, they're not doing it in a traditional way. So we're talking about, this is a, a craftsman style or, or a, a, a very basic style advertisement, but the, the, what they did with that was so much the artistry deeper. was just, yeah, so much deeper. And it, and it, it's hard to identify if you're not, if you don't really dissect it and think about it, it's hard to understand why did that work so well? Why did so, why are so many people talking about that commercial mm. when there's so many other commercials that were a lot more elaborate and a lot more expensive to produce. And it's because it appealed to the emotion and it, it was something that we identified with. So let's, wow. let's find people in our, in our core audience, let's find people in our, in our circle that identify with our vision. And like I said, they believe in it more than we do. And then instead of trying to appeal to someone by saying, Hey, we really believe in this. You should too. They're not going to, but we can say, Hey, we really believe in this because like, I believe that if you join our bridge builders network, that we're going to be able to help you connect with other people that are more passionate about your vision than you are. And your vision is not only going to come to life, but it's actually going to make a deep and lasting impact. I believe that with my whole heart. So if you can join up with our network, you're not just saying, you're not just getting business coaching. You're actually joining and, and saying, you know what? I want more of that. Like I want to be a part of something that's so much bigger than myself. And, and you're going to be able to communicate that message so much more eloquently to others. Wow. 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 And then you join in the community of people like Peter, like myself and so many others who are on, you know, this business growth development career path and, and the benefits that you receive, even in that community, aside from your direct mentorship or partnership right. that you get are just exponential. 
man, right. Peter today was, was phenomenal. You know, <laughs> we are, you know, identifying not only essential activities, which we started with, but identifying essential people. Yes, you know, absolutely. Identifying the essential people, whether it's the craftsman or the artist or, you know, the visionary or, you know, the, the builder, yeah. like knowing who the people are that you need, you know, who you are and, and where they are, then delegating it. You know, we didn't even get to that. And we have to circle back around. Of how do you <laughs> communicate it? How yeah. do you mobilize uh, people into the vision? You know, once you've identified the activities that are, are pertinent and then the people that are critical, then how do you delegate and get them in motion, man? You know, so dude, this is a good, good conversation. Good call. Yeah, Always, man. We are the Bridge Builders Network. We're building bridges and changing lives. And we'll see you guys next time. Thank you for joining us as we share our knowledge and experience with you to give you the tools and opportunities to thrive. We are building bridges and changing lives. Connect with us on social at Bridge Builders. That's B-R-I-D-G-E-B-L-D-R-S and www.bridge-builders.co.